Hello and welcome back to the Net Sticks and Chill podcast. It's the final podcast before the AWIHL finals. Uh, I'm your co-host Gordon Goodenough and I am joined by the host of the Pride uh, and Puck podcast, Andrew McDougall. How are you going today, Andrew? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Um, it's good to be back on. It's um start of a new era without Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. we'll, see, we'll see how we go. <laughs> yeah. That they're still going to be doing the 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 editing and all the non glamorous work though, so uh, good for them. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll 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 start off with a wrap up of last week, uh, the um, last weekend of, of action, which was March four and five. Uh, the Brisbane Lightning traveled to Adelaide to take on the Rush, needing one point to uh, to clinch a playoff spot. And the Melbourne Ice made the trek across the continent to Coburn Ice Arena to take on the Perth Inferno. On the Saturday games, uh, Brisbane Lightning uh, just pipped the Adelaide Rush 5-4, to clinching a playoff spot. Uh, the Melbourne Ice fell to the Perth Inferno 3-1. to And then the Sunday games, Brisbane Lightning won the second game as well, which it's quite a feat to win two games on the road. Uh, beating the Adelaide Rush 6-2. That ended the Adelaide Rush's season. And the Melbourne Ice defeated the Perth Inferno 4-3, which meant that the Brisbane Lightning not only clinched a playoff spot, but leapfrogged the Perth Inferno for the third playoff spot, avoiding a, a showdown with the Melbourne Ice and instead facing the Sydney Sirens in the first round. Perth, meanwhile, will need to uh, make the long trek across and face the home team, the Melbourne Ice, in the first day of the finals. Uh, what did you like from the the last weekend of of play, Andrew? Um, I think the uh, the Perth Inferno um, getting a result against Melbourne Ice is something that I like because when you're heading into the finals um, weekend now, and it's going to be a return um, schedule return matchup between the Ice and Inferno. Um, the, the Inferno should take a little bit out of that, um, even though it's going to be down in Melbourne. Um, they should be able to take a, a little bit out of that Saturday result um, heading into the finals. So that was one of the things that um, that I liked from the weekend. And, and the Brisbane Lightning, um, I'm a big fan of the Brisbane Lightning, and they're, they're coming into the finals with some good form. Um, so they're, they're, going to be, um, they're going to be up and about as well. To um, go against the Sirens, and I think they'll fancy themselves as well. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good uh, weekend of finals action, and I agree. It was it was good to see uh, the the Perth Inferno uh, get that first victory over the Melbourne Ice. A uh, bit of a, a goaltending situation heating up. Both goaltenders for the Melbourne Ice have been sensational. Michaela Piers, uh, you know, tops the league in save percentage as well as goals against average, but has uh, a four and two record. Um, uh, Janelle Carson, the, the veteran, uh, she uh, is second in the league in those two statistics, and she has a 5-0-1 record falling just in overtime to the Sydney Sirens. So hasn't lost in regulation. Um, which goaltender do you think the Melbourne Ice will, will turn to in the in that first finals game uh, against the Perth Inferno? Um, I think that will go with um, Michaela Pierce. Um, I think you have to do, even though Michaela's only 18 years of age, um, I think you've got to um, give her the opportunity to um, 
to to grab these finals and and make them her own. And I think the ice will go with Piers. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they went with Carson as well, but I, I honestly think that um, Piers has been a standout this season. Every time I've watched her play, and I think I think they'll go with Piers. Yeah, and there's a, a bit of a history where uh, the, the, that last season that we had, the 2019-20 season, uh, Melbourne Ice had no problem throwing then uh, 15-year-old Michaela Piers into the bronze medal match uh, where she uh, earned the bronze for uh, the Melbourne Ice. But as I mentioned in the game day program that you can download, uh, on, on Friday it's going to be available. Um, download it on uh, the AWIHL Facebook page. It's a, it's a good dilemma for the Melbourne coaching staff to have. You know, there's no wrong options there. Two excellent uh, goaltenders um, uh, on, on display. Uh, with that other final series, the uh, Sydney Sirens against the Brisbane Lightning, I think we can safely say that, you know, as long as she's healthy, Imogen Perry's going to start for the Brisbane Lightning. Uh, any thoughts on to uh, who's going to start for the Sydney Sirens? I think last uh, the last uh, season, 2019-20, Tina Girdler had earned that starting job, but looks like Sarah Dogramachi in her final AWIHL season has statistically, at least, uh, has seized control of, of the Sirens' net. What, do you, what are your thoughts, uh, Diggy? I think they'll go with Sarah as well. Um, uh, I've written an article that's going to come out this week to the Inner Sanctum um, that just covers a, a few of the key players from each team. Uh, leading into finals, and Sarah is one of them. Um, at 39 years of age, um, obviously a veteran goalie, but um, it's going to be her last season, but not slowing down. Uh, and you can just see in a few of the games this season, um, one of the, the games that stands out was against the Melbourne Ice, where she made an awesome glove save. From, the puck was turned over in their defensive zone, and um, the Ice player was onto her quick, but able to make a glove save. So Sarah is able to actually steal games for you. And I think the sirens will go with Sarah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Sarah plays both games this weekend. I, I, I can't see a scenario. I mean, Tina Girdler is, is a very capable goaltender. And, you know, she's played for the national women's team previously. You know, very talented. And she's got a great future ahead of her. But this is this is Sarah's last, last um, you know, run. Uh, I, I think that they give it to, to Sarah and, and you know what a fairy tale it would be. She her final regular season game was a shutout. Um, is is her final victory in in uh, for in an AWI to match going to win the gold medal for the Sirens? Well, we will find out uh, this uh, weekend, of course. So uh, all to play for. Um, and now talking outside of the goaltender uh, scenarios, um, uh, I I think you've you've mentioned some players. Uh, to watch uh, for some of the teams, are there any any players you'd like to to mention at this stage that uh, people should or fans should should watch out for this weekend? Uh, well, the Sirens are going to be a, a fancy to win the whole thing um, and, and go back to back, uh, even though it's a break up. And I actually think Stephanie Newmark is the key for the Sirens uh, winning the whole thing. Um, just watching her this season on the blue line for the Sirens, um, just just being able to be in the right spots and just being calm and being able to distribute the puck and just break up plays. Um, and if she can get onto the score sheet as well um, with a goal or an assist here or there, um, she's had 13 points this season, this season seven goals, um, six assists. Um, 
if she can get onto the score sheet, um, it would go a long way for the Sirens actually winning the whole thing. Um, but, you know, you've got the Perth Inferno with Elizabeth Scala and Michelle Clark Crompton. Um, Clark Crompton's not um, at 37 years of age. It's, it's still flying, um, finished second on the scoring leaders. Um, so Perth's got the ability to, with with the firepower they got, um, the one and two scoring leaders for the season in Scala and Clark Crompton, um, they've got the ability to put up big numbers. And if they get a jump on Melbourne, who knows what could happen um, come finals time. Um, you just never know, really. Um, anything could happen. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's part of the appeal of, of these games. And and there's some really interesting matchups. As Sydney have a have a high powered offense, they're facing against you know um, uh, off against the Brisbane Lightning, who have, have had to rely on a more team approach. Um, they 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 beat you as a collective rather than as individuals. And then you've got the Melbourne Ice, who've just been sensational defensively, just letting in, on average, two goals uh, per game against another offensive powerhouse in the in the Perth Inferno. So um, it's it's going to be a, a, a great uh, week, weekend of action. Um, but uh, coming up next, we have a special interview. Uh, trying to maintain our neutrality, we, we have... Uh, a representative, not from a team, but from the league. We have the commissioner of the AWIHL, Michaela Fellows. That's uh, coming up uh, next for you listeners. And welcome back to the next segment of the Net Sticks and Chill podcast. Uh, we are joined, uh, of course, by AWIHL commissioner, Michaela Fellows. Welcome to the, the podcast, Michaela. Thanks, Gordon. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, you've you've obviously had a busy day. You've picked up your your dog from doggy daycare, and and you've you're finalising plans before uh, heading to Melbourne. Um, would would you like to tell us uh, a little bit about um, your responsibilities as as commissioner this season? This is of course your your first season as as commissioner. What what has uh, the role involved for you? Um. Well, pretty much. I came into the role after the season, well, just as the season was about to start. So um, Kylie Taylor, who is the women's director for IHA, she'd done a lot of the work, um, you know, with budgets and schedules and the like. So so that stress was off of me. Um, this this season has been, you know, pretty, pretty easy, just making sure that um, we've had a couple of tribunals, we've had a couple of, you know, um, things like that we've yeah we've had a couple of tribunals we've had a couple of suspension notices um yeah, we've had a couple a couple of little minor issues but other than that that hasn't been hasn't been too bad i've got to four of the six games here locally in perth um haven't been to any of the games um outside of wa um i, I haven't been in the state in the states where they've been held. Um, so really looking forward to getting to Melbourne and watching the games this weekend. There'll be, there'll be the four games, of course, the the semifinals on the Saturday, uh, Melbourne mm -hmm. Ice uh, versus the Perth Inferno, Sydney Sirens versus the Brisbane Lightning. And then on the Sunday, the consolation um, uh, match uh, first up and then the, the gold medal, uh, gold medal match as well. So um, and make sure if you are listening that you are, tuned in either at the rink uh, at O'Brien Icehouse or uh, tuned in via 
Clutch TV. So uh, how did you how did you get uh, the role of commissioner? I'm assuming they didn't just approach you on the on the street and and uh, <laughs> and ask you to be commissioner. But but how did you get involved in, in ice hockey? What's your journey uh, been like? Um, well, my journey is a really strange one. Um, I don't play um, and I, I don't skate. I own a set of skates that are 11 years old and I've used three times. Um, my when we moved to WA, I'm originally from Queensland. So um, when we moved to WA, my hubby started playing hockey again he played many years ago um at buffalo state university for nine months um over in the states and he's a he was a goal he's a goalie he still plays unfortunately um and i just fell into managing a team uh, the team that he was in back in i think it was 2012 11 12 yep um and then um became secretary of the club um became secretary of Ice Hockey WA and I was secretary there for six years nearly. Um, and so, yeah, and managed, I've managed teams all through um, the whole, my whole time. Um, I ended up managing through COVID, um, Perth Inferno approached me about managing the team, um, you know, through, through the COVID period because we ended up putting the team into the local league at Ice Hockey WA. Um, and at the time, I also managed the one of the um, Premier League teams, the men's teams um, for West Coast. Um, so, yeah, so that's how I got into, uh, that's how I got involved in AW. Um, and then I became president of Inferno for, I was president for a year and obviously had to resign that um, when I became commissioner. So, yeah, so I'm also about to be put back in as ice hockey wa secretary as well so um swings around about really <laughs> no congrats on the on the new role um with with ice hockey wa um i what what is it what is, i think <laughs> uh what what is it about um uh, volunteering in in ice hockey because obviously you know um it's different if, if you've um from having you know, if, if, if you've played um, uh, as to, to be involved in the sport, uh, but what is it about volunteering that, because you, you're not paid, obviously, um, what do you get out of... Um, I wish. <laughs> what, what is it that, that you get out as, as a result of... Um, I, I just love the sport. Yeah, I just love the sport. Um, and, you know, like, I like being involved and helping out and... Um, yeah, it just it just comes down to the love of the sport because it's so it's such a you know it can be topsy turvy it can be one sided it's such a fast paced game um, and it's completely different to you know most sports that are played here in Australia it's tough and you know if they say women's hockey uh, they you know poobah women's hockey some of the toughest games I've seen have been you know in AW this year that like there's some been really tough games. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's just a love of the sport, I think. And, and just the involvement in a, in, in a team and, you know, bringing a team together and yeah. You, you may not love to do this. Uh, you know, often it's hard <laughs> to, to blow your own trumpet or to self-promote, but, but what's something like a, a skill that, that, um, it, that you're proud of that you bring into your various roles that, 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 that you've had in, in ice hockey? Um, I 
think that the the and and it's come obviously come from my background with work is um I'm quite reasonable when it comes and you know and I can also separate myself from you know from club hockey to state hockey to um you know AW hockey as well I I can quite I can easily separate myself you know even though because obviously I'm also the team manager for the WA women's state team as well so you know um because I like spreading myself really thin um so you know my women's hockey that that women's hockey is over there aw's over there club hockey's over here you know so i think separating myself from being able to yeah being being able to separate the different roles that i have and not let them blur each other because you can come up with a conflict of interest and um you know particularly in a small organization like ice hockey um it, it can the the lines can get very blurred and if you if you don't have the separation of duties um it makes it really difficult you were um you were talking about covid before um and the different roles have popped up for yourself during covid what were some of the challenges that the league faced coming out of covid the, the adub um this season in terms of just making sure the league was up and running and sponsors and things yeah. like that what were some of the challenges that the league actually faced I think the hardest thing was getting sponsors for the teams because, you know, we'd had two seasons off. Um, it was really hard to keep that momentum going. Um, and, you know, everybody was starting to tighten their belts and they weren't um, wanting to, you know, fund a minority sport. Um, trying to get everybody back on the same page to run, like to, to, you know, what the regulations are and, you know, what, what, you need to have in at what certain time and you know just reminding people reminding the teams um what their responsibilities are being as being part of um the aw um so yeah it's it's it was it not teething issues but it's just a lot of you know cobwebs that needed to come out to you know make sure that the season ran smoothly and the longer it's gone on the better it's it's gotten obviously um, because we're used to it and you know making sure that the rinks have got the right top right times and then we've told the teams the right times and you know um you know yeah so and making sure that they're sticking to the rules and regulations which is um if they if they don't look at it um every day then you know they they forget over two years so and an extension of that as well is um is the league, how's the league set up now for, for future growth? Um, we see like a national um, team level, um, the, the women's teams are doing really well, um, mm -hmm. a gold medal, things like that. Um, how are the clubs in the league? Are they, is it, are they all set up now? Um, is it looking good for future growth now coming out of Ab COVID? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm sure your listeners would have seen um, Melbourne Ducks have put in an application for a team. Uh, for the 23-24 season so we're just in discussions at the moment with them and you know be between the current clubs um, and we've also had approaches from a couple of other teams um, to come in for the 24-25 season which is really ex really exciting but on the other on the flip side we also want to make sure that the teams that are coming in you know don't dilute the teams we've already got um, that they're finding new talent and um, that they're the right teams for the league and, and, and it doesn't push the cost out for, you know, because it's, 
it's a horrendously expensive sport, obviously. Um, and, you know, not only the gear, the ice time, like the ice time has just gone up ridiculously and, you know, everybody's costs have gone up. Um, the cost of airfares is just beyond what anyone would reasonably spend. Um, so it is an expensive sport to start with and we we don't want to expand for expansion sake. We want to make sure that we're doing it for the right reasons um, and it benefits the sport and it benefits the um, women's development. That was actually going to be one of my questions about the Ducks. Um, mm -hmm. It must feel good, though, for the league to actually have um, these teams that want to buy in. They want to buy into this competition. It must actually feel good for the league. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, um, it's it's really good for women's sport, particularly in the minority sports. And I think, you know, how how well the girls have done overseas, like in the international competitions at the Worlds, I think that is a really big driver of um, of the teams expressing interest to expand. Uh, yeah, so I think it's, I think it, it, the future looks really bright and you only have to look at the young girls that are coming through um, and playing in the current AW teams. Um, you know, a lot of them, uh, especially um, I think Adelaide's got quite a few young girls. Brisbane's got quite a few young girls. Sydney, um, even Perth, Perth has got a few. Um, and there's young, like, I mean, I know obviously being from Perth that there's younger girls in Perth that are, uh, aren't quite old enough yet to make it make it into the inferno team but they're sitting on the fringes and you know they are elite players coming through there's there's a lot of it and we need to do everything we can to harbor that development yeah i think it was telling that uh you know earlier this season there were so many players like young players 15 you know 16 17 year old mm -hmm. players that were scoring their first AWIHL goals and then going and traveling away with the under 18 women's team, which won promotion. Yep. They're now, you know, the division that they're in, they're, they're a top 20 team, according mm -hmm. to double IHF, you know, mm -hmm. divisions in, in the world. And it's, uh, I, I think having the A-dub is just, um, you know, an important pathway, but uh, how do you see it as far as the, the link between national teams and the AWIHL, um, you, we see a lot of accommodation, for example, time off for when uh, national tournaments are on. Yep. Uh, tell us what, uh, or our listeners, what, what uh, you know, that partnership kind of means. Um, oh, to be uh, to be honest, I think it's it's definitely a mutually beneficial partnership because if if you know if we didn't have the national team for the girls to aspire to, then why would they, you know, why would they really play in the AW? Um, and vice versa. So you know, if the national team didn't national team didn't have us, or the um, even the national women's championships, which have been restarted in the last, they started back up last year after having many years off. Um, I think that if that if if we didn't have that and they didn't have that, then um, you know the teams wouldn't be performing as well as they would as they currently are. And the and the league in the time since its 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 inception, like the Joan McCohen Trophy, it used to be a national mm -hmm. showcase held over a, you know a few days or a weekend, yep. and now it it you know starts the season starts in November, runs it runs through this year until until March. Um, just how much of a difference is it that that players are having that you know that uh, ability or that pathway 
uh, really to be able to train regularly and compete regularly against top level competition. Oh, it, it's completely invaluable. Like, you know, if you if you're not training or playing against top level players or have it have them in your team and and that you do lose you know if, if you if you take eight months off you, you do lose some of your ability to you know to to be as be the best you can be um so you know to have pretty much have hockey for women going the whole year round between local you know local winter league and then have aw over the summer and you've got your nationals and all of that um you know, it's 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 invaluable for the for the girls to keep their development going. And I say girls, but some you know some of the, some of them are definitely um, definitely women. But I just say girls because most of them are younger than me. <laughs> Shifting gears a little bit. Um, earlier this season, on February the fourth, we saw the Perth Inferno uh, host a Stick It to Cancer night. Did. Uh, special jerseys that they auctioned off in support of um, cancer research in partnership with Cancer Council WA. Uh, would you like okay. to see, um, as a league, is there potential for these sorts of initiatives to be carried out uh, league-wide or is, is that, you know, too much organisation? Is it kind of a team-by-team -team thing? What's your kind of um, vision? Um. I would love to see it um, league-wide because obviously cancer affects so many of us, if not every, if, if not everybody. Like I don't think I know one person that hasn't been touched by cancer and usually by someone very close. Um, the girls did an amazing job. They, I think they ended up donating $3,400 to um, the Cancer Council from that one game um, and auction, auctioning off those jerseys. So that was an amazing um result for them um but yeah i would like to see i'd like to see it um league-wide but you know as teams want to start doing things like that um i'm i'm certainly not going to stop them because i think it's for an extremely good cause and um with how prevalent cancer is any money raised for them um is is money that they don't have to go out and beg borrow and you know plead for um that you know it's a little thing that we can do because we do get a great supporters and you know jerseys 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 um as you know yourself gordon by um collecting two of them um <laughs> you um you know the, the jerseys the, the the public loves the jerseys and love you know bidding on them and the girls sign them and yeah it's 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 an amazing it was an amazing thing and it just started and it was really it was really simple one of the girls um, just had an idea and we ran or ran with it because at the time I was still involved in Perth Inferno um, and um, organized the jerseys and the team designed the jerseys themselves um, so yeah so I, 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 I'm happy either way as long as people are doing something that's fine by me what what's something that has surprised you this season that you you weren't anticipating as as um, you know being uh, um, maybe in a good way or, or a bad way but but as being part of your role as as commissioner? Um, I think the way the way that the teams all work together is actually quite surprising because you know you you look and you think oh everybody's from a different state and you know state versus state and all of that kind of thing. 
um, the way that the teams work together and, you know, really help each other out. You know, um, if something goes wrong with one team, that everyone's willing to jump in and help out. Or, you know, for example, Melbourne left this a couple of sticks over here a couple of weeks ago and we're taking them back to Melbourne with us tomorrow. Or Perth Inferno is. I'm not because I don't have a stick bag. Um and, you know, WA left a stick bag over in Melbourne years ago, apparently. And so we'll bring it back. I'll bring it back here for the WA um, state teams, you know, and just things like that. And um, if they have difficulties trying to get accommodation when they're traveling on, um, you know, bus, car hire and all of that kind of thing, um, they just put a call out and go, you know, has anyone got suggestions where we can stay or, you know, reach out to the last team that traveled to, Say, for example, Brisbane or Adelaide or Melbourne, anywhere, Sydney, you know, where did you stay? How easy was it to get to the rink, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the one thing I will say that has been the biggest disappointment was the state of one of the rinks. Um, we did, it, one, one was not impressed. I was not impressed when I saw the photos. It actually made me, it was, it was quite vile, actually. Um, and I cannot believe that. You know, that's that's what they put out for um, us, let alone the general public, to use. So we we won't we won't ask the about the rink on the pod, but um, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, thank you for your insights. Now it's time for the the penalty kill, um, where we ask you a bunch of rapid fire questions, and as I always say to my guests, there are no right answers. So. Um, good luck. Um, All right. <laughs> favorite karaoke song? Don't sing and I don't dance. So I don't have one. <laughs> uh, favorite meal? Oh. If you've seen me in person, you will realize I do not knock back any kind of food. So, um, yeah, no, um, it's really hard, but nothing beats a really good roast, roast dinner. Uh, lamb, chicken, or beef, or, or pork. Um, beef actually. You know, Yorkshire pudding, the whole works, works and jerks. Uh, favorite travel destination. Um, New York, Paris, Venice. I'm actually going to Japan on Tuesday, um, so that could be my new next base favorite. Um, yeah, any anywhere really. Um, yeah. And I've actually, um, Vietnam has been, was absolutely amazing and we're going back there next year. So, um, yeah, anywhere, any, and anywhere really that's just different and exciting and I don't have to work for two weeks. <laughs> uh, favorite book. I do love my job though. <laughs> I yeah. do love my job though. <laughs> um, sorry, favorite book. Yeah. Um, I don't really get a lot of time to read, but um, I am a little bit partial to trashy romance novels. The trashier, the better. Favourite movie or TV show? Hmm. hmm. Interesting question. Don't really watch a lot of movies. I'm, I'm a bit old school. I, um, you know, from way back, 10 Things I Hate About You was pretty cool um yeah don't really watch a lot 
of movies, um, TV show. I, I like a lot of cooking shows. Not a, you know, not a, you know, definitely not a uh, Game of Thrones fan or whatever they are. Don't think I've ever watched an episode, to be honest. But, um, yeah, no, I'm a um, cooking show fiend and renovation shows. Favourite Simpsons character? Oh, I was going to be Marge, hasn't it? She's kick-ass. Uh, best <laughs> rink you've been to? Oh, um, Madison Square Garden, hands down. Oh, yeah, name drop that one. Um, <laughs> the, the worst rink you've, you've been to? This might give away the previous. No, well, I actually didn't actually. I didn't actually go to that rink, so I just okay. saw photos. Yeah. Right. Um, hmm. would have to be one here in Perth. Okay. <laughs> um, favorite sport besides ice hockey and why? Um, partial to rugby league. Um, obviously, growing up in Queensland, rugby league. You know, through and through. Um, but yeah, it's a lot, very much like ho ice hockey. It's it's tough. It's a it, it's a skills game. Um, you know, you have to be at the at your peak. For, you know, at, at peak to to be able to play top level. And um, I think yeah, it's just and it's a strategy game as well. And I think that's what I like about it. So you're you're traveling down to to Melbourne uh, tomorrow. Uh, take us through just a little bit about what fans can expect and maybe a little bit about your role um, during the, the finals weekend. Um, well, I'm hoping that the fans are going to, well, they shouldn't expect, they they um, will get four amazing games, no matter who wins, who wins, who loses. Um, the, the, the teams, it's unfortunate Adelaide couldn't make it as the fifth, as the fifth team, but um, you know, uh, it should be four amazing games. Um, my, my role is, you know, do the welcome. Um, I'll do the puck drop for the Sydney, um, Sydney Brisbane game. Um, and then on the, on the Sunday, um, it will be, uh, we've got quite a few um, special guests coming along. And um, yeah, so, and um, entertaining them, looking after them, um, as well as help uh, handing out the medals and the awards at the end of it. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for making the time to come on. Uh, thank you for all your work this season as as uh, commissioner as, as well. And look forward to uh, uh, the, you know, coming years of, of your regime or, or rulership <laughs> or I don't know what... Uh, what verb yeah. you'd like me to use? But... Yeah, that, that sounds a bit dictatorial. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you. And thank you guys for all of your support and, um, you know, the amazing work that you've done behind the scenes for, um, you know, releasing the game day programs that um, the online version of the programs that have been amazing. And obviously the podcast that um, I'll actually have to listen to or start <laughs> listening to. <laughs> but no thank you so much for all of your help this year it's been amazing and welcome back to the net sticks and chill podcast that was of course our interview with awihl commissioner michaela fellows who's been doing an outstanding job uh, as commissioner uh, for this season and we look forward to uh, some of her initiatives for following seasons too uh going back to the awihl finals we we've talked a little bit about um a couple of the teams uh the sydney sirens in particular 
Uh, we're going to get into some predictions and um, make us all look silly, no doubt. Um, but uh, I, I think one team that, that we can kind of focus on a little bit here is is a team that wasn't in the finals in, in the 2019-20 season, the Brisbane Goannas. They rebranded uh, as the Brisbane Lightning and had a chance to talk to uh, their head coach, Tom Harkness, um, earlier this year. Check check out that podcast. Um, t- tell us about Brisbane Lightning. And I know you're a big fan. You mentioned er- earlier in the episode, you're a big fan of, of uh, them as a team and, and watching them. Uh, tell us a little bit more about, about what excites you about them. I just think they've gotten better and better as the season's gone on. Uh, and, and when I look at their... Um, You've got Imogen Perry in goal, obviously, um, who's one of the standouts of the competition. Um, and, and when I look at Brisbane, um, prior to, um, I think it might have been up to the last week of the season, they were getting so many chances on the power play. Or they were getting power play opportunities, just not converting. And I think if they're able to actually convert a couple of power plays across this weekend, um, I actually think they can cause an upset um, against Sydney. Um, they play an all-round team game. Um, they don't sort of rely on individuals or someone to take over a game and and, um, and get on a heater. Uh, they they play a, an all-round team game. They've got players that can obviously um, step up and score um, and score those those goals that they need to, um, um, like Shenada Com- uh, Crompton. Um, but I just I think they've gotten better and better as the season's gone on, um, and I think they're actually coming in. They've, they've won that. Against the Melbourne Ice in a few weeks back now, they beat the Melbourne Ice up in um, up in Brisbane two um, one, and even there was a result down here in Melbourne. Um, they lost two um, zero to Melbourne, but that just goes to show you that they're actually able to um, match it with the best teams in the competition. Um, even though they lost to Melbourne in Melbourne, to travel down and actually push Melbourne, who have been the number one team throughout the season, um, it shows that they actually they're good enough to beat these teams. Um, and I think, I actually think, yeah, if, if they can get a couple of power play goals, because they've had 40-odd power play opportunities this season and and only um, been able to convert on a handful of them, um, if they're able to actually convert these power play opportunities, um, get a couple go their way, I actually think they can cause an upset um, and make it to the final. Yeah, and that would be an incredible story to go from you know, uh, a season in 2019-2020 where they won just one game all, all year. Uh, and this year they've, you know, they've, they're five, five and two, I, I believe, this season. Um, that would be an incredible achievement to, you know, it's, it's incredible just to make the finals for them. Um, but yeah, to, to be able to perhaps uh, even make, make a, a gold medal, gold medal game would, would be sensational. They're definitely up against it against Sydney, who have the most potent offense in the competition, uh, scoring 5.25 goals per game. Um, they've, you know, but uh, Imogen Perry has shown that she can steal games uh, this year. So uh, it's it's going to be an, an intriguing con- contest, that that game. And and Brisbane will be heartened. Uh, I, you know, I, was, I, I chatted just informally with Tom Harkness a week or so ago. Um, they had two objectives going into that weekend in Adelaide. First of all, to make the, the finals. And secondly, to make third place so that they avoided playing the Melbourne Ice. So that on that first game, the Saturday, 
they're playing another traveling team. So they play the, the Sydney Sirens on a neutral ground. They're both on on an even keel and, and they, they accomplish both those things. So, you know, um, well done to them. Uh, let's let's see what, what happens in, in that match. Um, for predictions now, uh, Doogie, let's, uh, uh, if you can kick things off what, uh, with the, the two semifinals, if you'd like to start off with your predictions for, for those two games. Uh, the, the first game, of course, is between uh, the Melbourne Ice and the Perth Inferno. What, what, what's your prediction for that one? Are we giving are we giving score lines as well? I I think the more information we give, the more wrong we can be. So definitely, let's do score lines. Yeah. Okay. I I think the Melbourne Ice will beat the Perth Inferno, um, and I think it'll be a score line of five to three. Um, I just think Perth they they got enough firepower there that Melbourne's not going to be able to keep them out the entire contest. Um, especially with finals. Usually with finals, intensity goes up a little bit and things like that. So I think it'll be a 5-3 win to Melbourne Ice. Um, and I actually think Brisbane will beat the Sirens on um, in the other semi-final. Um, I'll go 4-3 to the Lightning um, over the Sirens. Yeah, interesting. Okay, uh, my my... My turn to have this blow up massively in my face. So uh, for that first game, Melbourne Ice versus the Perth Inferno, um, I am going to pick an upset and I'm going to pick the Perth Inferno to win that game 4-2. to two. Uh, And then uh, I'm going to uh, pick the Sydney Sirens to get up over the, the Brisbane Lightning by a score of 5-1. to one. Um, So those are those are my predictions. Uh, leading into the uh, consolation match, which would be for third place then, uh, Doogie, that would, uh, according to your predictions, would be uh, Sydney uh, Sirens versus Perth Inferno. Uh, predictions for that game? Um, the Sirens will win. And it'll be... Uh, it, I'll just go something ridiculous, like 7-6 or something. It'll just be a goal fest. I mean, I I think last last uh, year um, Sydney played. I think Perth in that first game, the first semi final, and it was it was a massively high scoring game. I don't have the scores in front of me, but you you might not be be too far off. Um, for me, I, I guess uh, I need to think about who I've got playing in that third place match. It would be Melbourne versus Brisbane. Um, I'm gonna pick Melbourne getting up over with the the home crowd support. Uh, with a three to one victory, um, our gold medal matches then would be between for you uh, would be between Brisbane and and Melbourne. Uh, what would be your pick for that Brisbane Melbourne game? I think Melbourne will win um, the gold medal game. Uh, though, I, I think it's going to be close though. Um, Brisbane scored six goals against Melbourne. Um, across the season, and Melbourne scored something like fourteen um, against Brisbane. Um, so I think it'll be it'll be Melbourne winning, but it'll be a, a, a five three five two sort of scoreline. I think uh, that leaves me with my finals prediction of, of Perth v Sydney. I'm going to go all in. I'm 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 going on Perth. 
so uh, I'm, I'm going to pick Perth to to win that that final game uh, by a score of of five to one. Um, oh no 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 five three five three. Let's make it five three. Uh, and I, I've just noticed that you're writing these down, do you? Because if you are, I'm in big trouble. Because I'm my my plan was just to plead ignorance <laughs> and uh, pretend that I had the winning result all along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't no, I wasn't writing him down, but I'm sure Stephen will hold us to account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks, Stephen. Well, he he'll probably spend so long editing this episode that, uh, or that you know they'll they'll never they'll never actually get around to to writing it down. So, um, thank you very much for your work, Stephen. Yeah, anything else that you wanted to touch on for for finals, uh, do you? No, not really, mate. I think it's just been a really good season. It's been um. As we spoke about with um, Michaela in the interview, just coming out of COVID, things like that. It's been a really good season on the ice. There's been some really cracking games. Um, you know, the, the, obviously the schedules aren't ideal when you're backing up Saturday into a Sunday 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. game, things like that. Um, but I think that it's been a really um, competitive season for the most part. A um, few upsets here or there, through a few um, thrillers and things like that. So um, it should be. Should be a good weekend of finals and hopefully everyone gets out and supports it. Yeah, and and, and I think, you know, um up until the last weekend, the Adelaide Rush, you know, could have taken that last final spot. So uh there was a kind of um I've, I've heard it described as um uh a sort of parody based on like the travel and the scheduling. Um there's there's been, you know, it's a bit more difficult as a traveling team to get a result. Um so uh, and this season, as it's been a bit of a strange one, you know, you, you see the 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 runners up Adelaide Rush, uh, you've gone from you know second place to to fifth. Uh, often over a three year period, you'd see that kind of you know gradually you know kind of happen. Um, same as like the the rise of the Brisbane Lightning, you'd see that kind of gradual progression over some seasons because of COVID. You know, it's it, this this year we we had no real idea what to expect. Um, Melbourne Ice went to to being an immediate contender, um, so you know there's it's going to be an intriguing weekend. If you're a fan, of course you can watch the the games either at the rink at O'Brien Ice House, and we encourage you to do so. The atmosphere will be uh, incredible. Um, the you can also stream the games uh, via Clutch, and make sure you download our game day program with uh, fixtures. Uh, results from the previous weekend's games and of course previews uh, for the weekend and doogie has of course his feature in there of players to watch from uh, each of the finals teams so thank you again thank you for your support thank you for listening to the podcast um uh, any anything else you, you'd like i, I noticed you're you're lining up to say something <laughs> no i was just going to say it it's going to be something like 37 degrees in Melbourne on Saturday. So if you if you want a cool spot to go <laughs> and get out of the heat, get down to O'Brien Ice House and <laughs> go sit next to an ice rink and cool yourself off and watch some hockey. Uh, Inferno are going to be playing the ice. So, you know, it's um, it's going to be, you know, all the temperatures are covered there. Um, so no, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great, a great time. Uh, but thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing. Um, thank you for your feedback too. We've uh, we've really appreciate it. We've loved uh, sharing the league with you. We'll obviously we'll do a, a wrap up episode after finals weekend, and then it'll 
yeah, we'll switch gears to the to the AIHL as well. But for Andrew McDougall, um, I'm Gordon Goodenough. Thank you for listening. <laughs>